Hey guys, what's going on? It's Fuzz here with another episode of Never Going Home with Fuzz. Got a podcast for you. It's been a while since I've done the last one. Um, you know, obviously the world's on fire at the moment, so give me a bit of slack. Um, but I'm trying to sort of pick up the episodes and get things going again. Getting people uh, is a bit tricky, but here we are today with one of my favorite human beings, Derek. Me and Derek were in a band together back in South Korea. Uh, Derek's a grown-up now. Uh, apparently <laughs> and uh there's adult things and uh i don't even know really because he's i just communicate with him on a silly level but we're here today to talk about what life is like uh over the pond in minnesota it is uh november the 6th it's november the 5th fourth for derek and the fifth for me um the u.s election has been going on for about 24 hours uh there's a lot of insanity going on I was reaching out to Derek because I was like, you know, how are you guys holding up? Everything cool? Because there's a lot of uh, people that are worried about tensions flaring and, you know, shady shit going on, like people trying to steal the election, etc. So, you know, without further ado, what's going on? How are you doing, Derek? Thanks, Fuzz. Uh, yeah, I... I can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, all putting this all together. And, you know, it, we've had a lot of great conversations in the past. And uh, I really want to take this opportunity to say, like, we across the pond have always had a great relationship. Let's maintain that. And we can maintain that through the fact that we can maintain communication channels when shit's going down, right? So, like, something's going on in America. I that that's not controversial. Like, yeah. we have a, an election right now, and um, I happen to be in a position to, you know, sort of divine the 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 election results. Uh, partially because I'm an American and also because, uh, you know, I have background in uh, election policy and things like that. And so, um, you know, I, I, I like talking with, with Chris and because it's, it's so important to basically like give our counterparts in Europe and the UK, like in understanding of like what's going on because it's super confusing. And for the rest of the world, like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it really, really doesn't. And to people in the United States, it, it hardly makes any sense at all. So uh, I, this is where like maybe an American can provide some tiny bit of like, you know, I, I don't know, information or like yeah. solidarity or whatever. Yeah. Context is so, great. Like it's 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 yeah. uh, looking at the media. Like we were, we were talking about this briefly before, but basically, you know, with echo chambers and social media and stuff like that, it is really dangerous at the moment uh, with people, you know, and they get stuck in ideologies and they just go into echo chambers with misinformation stuff like that so with like that's kind of like what that's that's one of the main focuses and interests 
that interests me at the moment is like how we're kind of fucked uh, at the moment. So I'm, you know, it. I think it's a great chance now to speak to you because you're on the other side. You know, you're in America living through this right now. And it's just a good opportunity to sort of get a real person's perspective, not a news anchor's perspective, you know? Yeah, and um, I'll say to that that, like, for the people that take electoral politics seriously, like, we've been up for, I don't know, you know, a long time for 48 hours, you know, 72 hours. Like, uh, we haven't slept. I mean, it, and I mean that sincerely, like, that this is something that we take very, very seriously. Like, I have been watching this continuously since the first polls closed. And so, uh, you know, I, I am not a, you know, a, a registered poll watcher or anything like that. However, you know, I, you know, I, I have a master's degree in public policy. And so like necessarily uh, a component of that was, you know, electoral politics. And so like, I have a vested interest in how, how does the electoral politics play out? And what are, what are the checks and balances that are, you know, there to make sure that the vote is valid, to make sure that all of the votes that were cast that are legal are going to be, you know, counted, right? And that seems to be a very contentious issue in the United States. And I don't personally consider that to be a contentious issue because I think that any valid, uh, you know, any legal ballot that was cast should be counted, right? Um, If that was the only thing that we had to contend with, um, Joe Biden would be president. And, I, you know, if if there are other things to play here, uh, as the uh, Trump uh, campaign would suggest, there are, you know, uh, fraud or, you know, miscounted ballots or... Voter suppression, but, like all these tactics that seem to be coming out. I, don't have any i don't know if any of them is true but the, the, the kind of rumors things that are going around the internet you know people the robocalls for example um telling people not to go out and vote Do you, are you aware of that the um the robocalls uh telling people not to vote because of coronavirus so the alternative was to go out the next day but obviously their vote would be invalid so, so who someone is doing that like there's there's uh, i mean I, I will say personally that I've received dozens and dozens of calls and text messages telling me to vote. Um, I, I can't say that they were telling me to vote after the fact or like misinforming me in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, those calls and votes that, or I'm sorry, the calls and text messages that were sent to me I feel like we're probably pretty, you know, officially warranted or officially sanctioned. Um, I, I can't discount the fact that there were probably a lot of like. I think in Michigan, like, they've, ta- 
the calls and things yeah. like that that were telling people to like you know go vote on a different day or like vote for a different candidate i i can't speak to that um yeah like, I, I, there's something i saw on nbc and it was it was i think it was targeted in flint in michigan um but yeah like but yeah, these these robocalls. If you go on NBC or ABC, yeah. like it's it's a it's a rolling ticker headline. So over here in the UK, we just we are well. I'm speaking on my own behalf, but we we're looking at the election, and we it looks like um, there's a lot of confusion, and there's a lot of like um, you know, did did it. it, it confusion is like the the thing that we think is going on, and and then. You buy again. This is my personal view. It's not. I'm not talking for anyone else. But like when you talk to, when you take that into consideration, and then you look at all the sort of tensions that uh, have been flared up, um, you know, from things like uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and coronavirus, all these things which are just sort of, you know, causing a lot of tension all over the place. Um, yeah. Ethics aside, I'm not saying I agree uh, with coronavirus policy or whatever and obviously yeah. racism sucks and you know like it'd be great if we could sort that out but there's obviously a lot of stuff going on um and it's stressing people out and there's a lot of violence and there's a lot of tension and what i think a lot of people worried about is um you know think like basically donald trump saying this is bullshit this is not fair and then you know calling people to behave mischievously or violently and you know that's, right. that, that's and, what and, we're worried about and, and let me address that specifically so to date there's absolutely zero evidence of any voter fraud right yeah. so the current president would like there to be some sort of window for him to operate where he could say okay, uh, a certain amount of votes could be illegitimate because of voter fraud. To date, there is zero voter fraud, right? Now, there are, for example, in Philadelphia, there's a live stream <laughs> of the, the, the ballot counting process, right? So you can go and you can log in online and you can watch those people take out the ballot from their security sleeve. You can, you can watch them count that ballot and you can watch them mark that ballot, right? So, you know, and that is symptomatic of a larger issue, which is like, Okay, either you believe in a free and fair election where people are casting a ballot and you believe in the the ultimate end of that the, the, the process of that yeah. ballot. To date, there is absolutely no credible evidence that any any of the precincts have had any sort of illegitimacy any sort of you know nefarious action any sort of you know uh, ballot double counting or anything like that and so this is what you know this is what is most important is that the fact that like there this has been a such a precise election 
that there is no room for error and that the people that are counting the ballots and I, I want to remind people that there are both Republicans and Democrats at each precinct that are counting the ballots. And mm -hmm. oftentimes there are live streaming feeds on the ballot counting process. There is no room for uh, a large sort of conspiracy going on here because mm -hmm. every single precinct has uh you know ballot watchers from both sides so i like I, so is it the concern is the concern that maybe it was prior to the ballot arriving like because like you said i today i haven't seen any legitimate evidence of any uh vote of fraud i have heard reports of like voter suppression and people using tactics like turning up for example a lot of people are turning mm -hmm. up to sort of polling stations heavily armed in 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 hope to sort of intimidate people but i guess if you're in if you're an american uh you just gotta turn up and let people have guns because that's just part of the american you know like your first amendment right or whatever so yeah and you know that's uh that's an absolutely valid concern the only uh sort of close concern to that that i would have was i believe it was virginia and I, I, it was a person who had already voted and who was armed, uh, obviously. So it was not a concealed carry. It was somebody who was very, you know, publicly armed. And they were sitting outside of the ballot office. Uh, and that person was removed. Now, mm. other than that, I don't, I, I have not heard anything else about voter intimidation uh in that way so this means that uh other than that particular case we haven't seen any sort of widespread voter intimidation which i'm actually really really excited about because um that's not what i would have expected based on the, the weeks leading up to the election when you had like the, the Trump caravans that were, you know, you know, running the, the Biden bus off of the road and, you know, the, mm. the, the Trump, you know, boat rallies and things like that. Um, mm. we're, we're not seeing that on election day, which I really, really appreciate. surprising. And in fact, uh, if I'm going to talk about my own personal experience, um, I, I, I went and stood in my hometown, which is about 3,000 people. Uh, you know, I stood for about an hour in line before I was able to vote, and I didn't see anything, nothing. I mean... Was... Minnesota is quite, just to put into context for people, um, obviously, if you're American, you know Minnesota is basically just Canadians with American passports. Okay, uh, well, first, how dare you? <laughs> Minnesota yeah. is amazing. No, I'm saying it is. It's, I it's, don't want a lot of it's... people to know that because I don't want a whole lot of people moving here. Yeah. Uh, but 
you're right. I mean, no, it, it's very chill. Like people are very respectful and like traditional, and they've got good values. Yeah. Both both sides of the aisle too. So like staying, staying five people, staying five feet away from somebody in Minnesota <laughs> is kind of common practice anyway. So hmm. uh, I, I don't know how much. Uh, doing that during voting really was a burden on people since yeah. uh, we kind of follow the Scandinavian model. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm sharing my own personal experience where it was very, very quiet. Yeah. Like, well, I was just, I was just trying to put context onto that because you could be for like in New York, which would just be a whole different animal, but yeah, obviously Minnesota. Yeah. Like... But it, it is important to capture like an anecdotal. Yeah. Thing yeah sure, sure. Where, from my experience, I, yeah. I, I I heard nothing. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think we've seen anything. Online, yeah, nothing. I mean, it was, and in Minnesota went for Biden. I I'll disclose that, but uh, I when I was in line, and I know a lot of my neighbors on my street, they had the Trump flags going, they had the mm-hmm. Trump yard signs, whatever. Uh, but when I was in line, and there was, you know. 100, 100 plus people, uh, nothing. I I heard nothing. I mean, so, it, was, it was silence. Yeah, and this is this is an interesting point as well. Like, just to sort of put my uh, political leaning on the table, people. If you if you know me or if you've watched anything else, then you already know I uh, you know ident- you know identify kind of with the left. You know, like I'm I probably I would vote Labour in this country, uh, and I imagine I'd probably vote for. Uh, biden if i was in america but what is really and i'm bringing this back to the social media bubble thing uh, because after watching the social dilemma and it confirmed everything i was kind of worried about uh, for a while it's it we really need to get out of these echo chambers and these social media bubbles and stuff you know like people can go and spend four hours shouting at the left or the right, or whatever, you know, the opposite side. Um, and they can just spend hours and hours and feel vindicated and, 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 and feel like they're... Do you know what I mean? Like, when, you get, when you're in an echo chamber, you feel like if people agree with you and say, yeah, that's right, amazing, it just solidifies your position. And we can't live in a world like that because nothing will get done, and it's just ugly and violent and horrible. And... I was saying to a lot of my friends um, in America who were obviously upset with some of the results and stuff like that and talking about any Trump supporters in their feed and all this stuff. And I was like, um, I tried to say it to one person anyway, but I was like, look, you know, half the country want this guy. like, And if you hate the, what he stands for and what he believes in and everything, you can't just kind of like shake your finger at them and say, no bad don't like it like there's got to be some common ground people have got to start coming together to try and fix this because the more and i know it's probably like that's just chump change for you like it doesn't make a difference because you're just so fed up with what's going on but like if half the country believe this stuff granted probably is from lies and from social media manipulation and stuff like that but if half the country think that and believe that then we're not going to get anywhere unless people start coming together, right? Well, and plus, like the the one thing that like has has tripped me up, like, and I I think about 
regularly is that like okay supposedly the the counterpart to trump is boris johnson and i don't see that now nah, boris johnson's just an idiot like and i think trump's a bit more but, but evil uh, let, me, let, me, let me expand on that yeah. so like he's not evil he's just he's he's selfish for the interests that he believes in do you know what i mean like yeah, he, it, but yeah. from an american perspective like we're like oh that's that's our counterpart in europe and that makes it okay now that from the the trump camp right so what i want to point out is that like it, the reason why i have uh, a very deep level of respect for Europe, and this includes the UK, and this includes mm. Wales, and this includes Scotland, mm. um, is the very fact that they hold such a higher standard uh, for their public, you know, policymakers, their politicians, than we do in our country now. There are a whole bunch of reasons why this is, uh, but the material fact is that if we were to weigh even, uh, you know, even the most absurd uh, Welsh politician to the the highest, most integral, you know, uh, senator or congressman in the United States, um, I would make that comparison every day and treat it seriously because it's uh, because we're separated by the Atlantic Ocean and I say that facetiously but because there is a world a world of difference between uh, how how seriously they take the issues I, I, I don't want to say education comes down to it but I'm I'm left with very, very few alternatives to say, okay, we have a politician on the state side of, you know, Georgia, for example, and then a politician on the state side, meaning the, a county side of Wales or uh, Great Britain or England. Mm -hmm. um, if you were to compare those two, I mean, the amount of intelligent debate and the amount of uh, the the amount of uh, you know resource uh, I don't want to say resources but the the amount of a sort of uh, collaboration that's going on I think is it pales the U.S. pales comparison to uh, the U.K. and I'll, I'll leave you to. Uh, so i don't want to burst your bubble here dude but uh this high respect for like uh the the quorum or the way the politicians operate in this country i wouldn't necessarily agree with uh i i would probably agree with you in saying that and this might be a clumsy way, a clunky way of saying it but i guess american politics is a bit more clickbaity in general uh, like clickbaity do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay. Do you know what I mean? So like, basically, you can if, like, build the wall. Or, you know, it's all like stoking. But we're just as bad, to be honest. Like but, Boris Johnson uh, leaving, uh, leaving uh, the. Uh, this is the uh, thing. Wait, 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 wait. 
That's that's at the federal level. Let's let's talk about let's talk a moment about the the sub federal level. So let's, devolved let's, nations, Wales, first minister, great example, uh, Mark Drakeford, who I guarantee most of Wales didn't even know who that guy was before coronavirus came in because he because Wales had devolved powers which were sort of pushed through from the last uh, Labour government in. I'm probably going to get this wrong, but maybe 2000. Six of 2008 get devolved powers we could um make decisions on prescription charges so we've got national health service in uk um it's great take notice america honestly it'll be an awesome thing if you could uh socialize uh, have a socialist based model for healthcare but um that sounded really condescending sorry but like honestly like i went to america and i was in a car crash luckily i was fine but we take for granted in this in, in the UK free healthcare. In a car crash, fire truck turns up, a policeman who looked like Patton Oswald, uh, who's amazing, <laughs> yeah, in Florida, um, um, outside of Scientology Church, actually. Um, basically, the 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 fire people, which are the paramedics, because in the UK it's backwards, it's just backwards. But they they try to put a collar on my neck, and I said I feel a bit. Uh, you know, I was just in a car crash. Maybe I should get checked out. And uh, Patton Oswald, which, because I don't know his real name, that's what I call him. He said, <laughs> he said, um, he said, you know, as soon as that collar goes on, that's like a $15,000 like charge or whatever. Or something. <laughs> it was like, and I said, really? And I was, I was got, I guess I was, I've got insurance and we can afford it and all that. But, but then I was like, I'm just wasting money. Like that's just a lot of money for nothing. And then I went to the hospital got seen in Clearwater, Florida, got seen by a, not even a doctor, just someone in a white coat. I was like, are you a doctor? And they, <laughs> they said, they said, no, the doctor's busy. Were you, were you in a car crash? And I said, yeah. And they just looked at me and just said, yeah, you need an MRI, which is a big deal over here yeah. in the UK. It's, like, fucked. it's fucked. It's still a big deal here. I mean, yeah, and it's a lot of money, and the, what they would charge for it. And my point being is, I wasn't being a dick when I was saying try a social model for like uh, healthcare in America, but it, it it worries me. Like, I would love to live in America, but if I didn't have health insurance, I would be, I would, I would be so anxious. Do you know what I mean? Like, you trip, you fall. Like, it's crazy how much. Um, you, you money's involved in it like you would be bankrupt and the the thing is is that like the number one cause of bankruptcy in the united states is healthcare debt yeah it, i know but, and but, I, it's a different animal i can't speak to americans because there's going to no, be americans I, out there that are listening to I, it thinking I that say, you, i want to yeah. say that like you know you can argue about like the policy back and forth or whatever but like if you want to go by the numbers like the math Mm. that's that's it like you can argue all a day about the policy but like you can't argue with numbers like two plus two equals four and, and, and what people forget as well it's like that's people's lives someone could have worked their whole life to build a small business up raise a small and then, family and then it's gone right. overnight and you know then, you've got two kids that you want to send to college which is yeah. the next 
scam. <laughs> like it's crazy how expensive colleges seem and to it, be in America. Right. That that's exactly right. And uh you could get cancer and then all of a sudden your entire four oh one K is gone and then you have nothing. And then you have to move in with your kids. I mean, the number one I will re emphasize this because of how important I think it is. The number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States is healthcare costs. And people don't realize in the rest of the world what American bankruptcy means. It means that you have no access to credit. It means that you can't take out a loan. It means that you have no no access to cars, no access to the houses. Like it, you can't rent a place even. Wow. So your choices are you know, sell your house for whatever you can mm. and you know, and it, hopefully it's, that it, can get you to retirement or yeah. move in with your kids, you know, or you're fucked. Yeah, and the whole it basically it it's it it seems like the whole system is just stacked against being it's not fair. It doesn't seem fair. I do love America though, and I would live in America. Uh, but and I said this to Beck, and I think it's a great place, and it's obviously different. And obviously, my criticisms uh, are born from conversations with Americans like yourself, and and what I believe in and stuff. But I mean, ultimately. It's still an awesome place, though. Like to be I, American I, is like. I sincerely so I I feel like that was the case maybe twenty years ago, but I feel like if we were doing the scales of, you know, okay, so here's opportunity, and all right, let me adjust. Here's opportunity, and then here's cost, right? And so necessarily, if you're going to be in a immigrant to america you have to weigh these right so the the opportunity has necessarily have to be higher than the cost to immigrate to the united states and that that has shrunk to such a narrow margin mm -hmm. given healthcare costs housing costs right job opportunity and I, I just, I, America should be the land for opportunity, but we, we forwent that for a number of reasons where I would fucking love if you came to America because you could do. I'm seriously thinking about it. Honestly, I think I would do well, like with what yeah. I do, like industry wise and whatever, but. You would do it fabulously. You would do fabulous things here. Like you would be like a promoter. You would have like your photography business. You'd be like an influencer. You would have this whole social media empire. <laughs> I don't know about that, but well, but just, no, just just wedding photography alone, like wedding photography. I've done the numbers on it. Like and I believe I believe that you would have like a so like a whole social media empire. And at the end of the day, you get you or Becky would get sick. All of it collapses. That's yeah. done. Well, Becky's got um, thyroidism. Uh, a hyper it's like a long condition thing, which is fine. You just got to take medication for it. And if you know, 
kind of like diabetes, I guess. Not a, not at all similar, but, but in the but fa- then, in the fact that it's a long term thing. And if you were in America, thing, like yeah. if you came over to the U.S., I believe that if you, as a singular person, were you had you were like I am immortal. Like I have no, I will never ever have any sort of thing wrong with me. You could be like the top shit in the United States. Like you would come over, you would develop your whole, your whole like social media empire. You would be like the top shit, whatever. Like you would be a social media influencer. Like you'd develop your own brand. You would get all these people and you'd be like, I'm going to be the photographer for like fucking red carpet people and shit like that. And all it takes takes to ruin all of that is you get sick. Yeah. Or your wife. Yeah. That's it. Or your your kids. Yeah. And that's, um, it's really unfortunate. Like, um, yeah. So just this kind of, yeah, Basically, right now, we are waiting for the final results for the American election to come in. It's 2020. Um, and, yeah, people are worried about Donald Trump. Uh, and the Re- Well, when I say people are worried about Donald Trump and the Republican Party, is it the Republican Party? Because I got this, I got this weird nagging feeling that maybe, even though the Republican Party kind of stand against a lot of the things that I would think is right, that hopefully a lot of them have got a bit of decorum and a bit of pride in being American to do the right thing and stuff. Even if that's, even if policies don't align, you know, like that maybe, because we've never seen anything like this from any other president. Like, I I think that you're right about that. So, um, I, I, I happen to believe, and based on the evidence, so uh, the Mitch McConnell, which is the leader of the Senate, which is an incredibly powerful body in mm-hmm. the United States, uh, and other prominent uh, Republican leaders have said, okay, you can't just say the the election's rigged. Like, you can't just, like, you know, say that, the the election doesn't count because you believe it um they have stood up so far good and said you know you have to respect the vote and um, thank god someone's doing it like that's just admirable i'm heartened by that fact trump has trump has so far said stop counting where i'm ahead and keep counting where i'm behind now, we, <laughs> we knew that we knew that coming in. Yeah, right. I mean that we knew that that was going to be the case, right? So, uh, for my analysis, uh, the only way that no, I don't want to say that the uh, the peaceful transition of power occurs when the vote for Biden by state is so overwhelming that yeah. even the legal challenges that Trump brings to that won't matter. Yeah. That's when the peaceful transition of power will occur. So that's what I'm looking for. So as I look at the 
electoral map. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Bloomberg, okay? And so uh, Bloomberg is, you know, they, that's a Democrat-controlled uh, publication. However, um, you know, they are, they have journalistic integrity. Uh, they have Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona going for Biden. Now, if I've that is actually the case... Uh, there's no path for Trump to gain the White House now. I'm Biden's just got Michigan. I don't know if you've seen that or if you just said that. I just got an alert from my Twitter. What's that? Uh, Biden's just got um, uh, Michigan, so he's at two yeah. six four. And so that and so it's very important to look across uh, like various uh, reporting agencies. So. My go-to is always Reuters because they are the most nonpartisan uh, news organization that I've I found. And like, so they're like completely down the middle. Um, and so I always go to Reuters and uh, Reuters is reporting that Michigan will go to Biden. Uh, Wisconsin, for some reason, uh, they they have not called that yet, but Biden is ahead. Uh, and then um, Joe Biden is, of course, uh, ahead in Arizona. So, uh, interesting fact, though, just just while you mentioned that, I so I was getting the first article that I quoted was off um, the Guardian, who claimed uh, Biden had taken. Michigan and was a 264 vote uh, electoral votes and I just checked Reuters uh, on your uh, recommendation and they haven't called it yet so that just goes to show like wherever you get your news yeah. no like, that's that that's absolutely right and I, I'm surprised and again Reuters is my number one go-to station and so I'll admit my bias right now because I will... Everyone's got to have some bias. You, it's impossible not yeah. to have bias. Yeah. And I, I refer to my bias as Reuters because they are basically down the center. They don't favor the left or right. And um, I, I know that several organizations have reported Wisconsin as uh, going to... Uh, Biden, but they have not made that. Uh, they have not made that declaration yet. Um, but they have made Michigan, and so um, you know. I, so I can uh, uh, share my screen right now. Yeah, okay. just be careful. You got no personal information on it. Um, oh well, I I won't share my screen. Yeah. Uh, um, but say, I, people I, I will can say that. Uh, so, um, so Wisconsin, according to Reuters, is still up for grabs. I I don't think that is the case because most major news organizations have already called that for Biden. Yeah. Uh, the real key race is going to be uh, Arizona. Now, everything that I've heard is that I thought they've called it for Biden already. And th I think that could be the case. Now, like I said, Reuters is very conservative. So uh, in, I don't mean conservative. Yeah, in, in making predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly right. So uh, if 
Biden retains his lead in Arizona, there is no path for Trump uh, to the White House, meaning that Biden has already won this election. And uh, that's that's still that's still my opinion. I I I don't see that Trump has any path of the White House right now. Unless legal challenges aside, like uh, yeah, exactly mm. right. Yep. So, uh, and I obviously it's 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 really um, difficult to keep track of all the all the stuff because. Uh, like I mean, over here in in the UK, we've got devolved nations. Wales have got different coronavirus uh, measures in place to Scotland and and England again as well, and it causes a lot of, uh, a lot of controversy and problems and stuff with people that work on the borders and like travel back and forth and stuff. Um, but yeah, so our sort of understanding of like uh, power, uh, the distribution of power, and the, the rules and regulations. Um, I forget that America is basically like 50 little countries like and each state can make up their own rules on like everything pretty much like most things um, okay. so and 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 my point is with that is that um, you know each state can decide or Commonwealth if we're going to be super geeky about it but uh, can decide their own rules on uh ballots timings when they've been like so do you know so the big the big one now is if arizona is confirmed and cleared for biden then generally that means people can kind of like accept or think that biden is going to be the next president but do you know what the sort of situation is with um the postal votes or like the delayed votes or like the extra time for Arizona, are you familiar with that? Yeah, so uh, I am, and uh, so the the, the mail-in votes are going to play a much more important role in Pennsylvania. So there were three states which the legislature in those states said you cannot start counting mail-in votes until election day. And those three states were Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. So this means that no matter how early people sent in their mail-in votes, under the law, they could not start counting them until November 2nd. And so this is why uh, this is why it has caused such a delay in those three states. Now, this is exactly why, ironically, uh, Trump is trying to uh, contest the election is because these votes are taking so long. Um, but all three of those states were controlled by Republican legislatures, meaning sure. that they had the opportunity to say, let's start counting the votes earlier because we're going to have so many mail-in votes. And in each of those states, the Republican-led uh, legislature said, no, we're, we're under... It's kind the of interesting, by, almost by design. Yes, like, right. Yeah. And so under the law, you cannot start counting those votes until 
election day. And so we are seeing that in smaller states like Michigan and Wisconsin, they were fairly expeditious because we already have them in and they went towards Biden. But then you have larger states like Pennsylvania where uh, they couldn't start counting until, you know, election day. And you have millions and millions of people uh, that mailed in and Trump immediately said, oh, well, that's that's illegal. But it, the, the, like someone broke this down, it is, I, I, some news anchor said it, but basically every single election, people hand votes in and yeah. then they count them after. It's not even like, it's not even new to like count the votes after, the, like unless you've got a time machine, like you, you have a, you have a date which you cast your vote by. That's right. And then they count them after. So I don't know what this controversy or his way of thinking is, but the scary thing is it doesn't even need to make sense. Cause if he just repeats it on Twitter and on YouTube and on whatever enough times people and like all these Q and on people or whatever, are just yep. gonna, it's, it, it's, Life is pretty wild right now. <laughs> like it's just yeah, uh, I completely agree. So in fact, uh, last night at two thirty, I was up and I saw Trump's press conference, and he said, "Stop the vote in Pennsylvania." Right. So he said, "Stop the vote," and we're going just to... those words alone are like pretty anti-democratic. We're going to go to the Supreme Court to stop the vote. Now he didn't have any evidence of that. But what's ironic about that is that uh, the military veterans, they have the entire week to send in their votes. So what Trump was basically saying is that the military veterans, which are stationed overseas, mm. their votes were not going to count. That's, that is super hypocritical for his platform. Oh, a a like... Absolutely. I mean... There's there's no justification for that whatsoever. I mean, so people who like risk their lives and kill yep. them, like get killed to for, for their country don't. That's get, right. That's right. Say, in who and uh, and his followers will say, uh, well, it's just I was joking. I was joking. He he weasels out of everything. It's 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 no, kind it's, of like a skill. Not, like it's it's, it's impressive, but. Uh, the ends justify the means. So if we have to, if we have to screw over a bunch of military veterans, we will in order to stop Joe Biden. Uh, that's what their justification would be. Um, but I personally believe that if somebody's overseas fighting for the U.S. or overseas stationed, yeah, stationed, yeah. you know, doing whatever it is on behalf of the U.S. military, like their vote should count. And it's not their fault that they're not here. Like that's their vote is going to take a few days to get here because they're stationed in fucking Japan and oh, Seoul, Afghanistan right. and Seoul and wherever. That's not their fault. But Trump basically made the, the statement last night that their vote shouldn't count. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a cartoon and it? it's literally just, yeah. it's, it's beyond like you just, and and what make what what worries me or what upsets me is the thought of real Americans fighting each other 
not like the politicians who've got like more money than they'll ever know how to spend but the uh, you know the people in the mom and pop shops like making sandwiches for people who don't speak to their cousins because they voted one way or the other it's never been so divisive obviously i'm just i'm talking as an outsider i'm not american i don't know but like from from speaking to my american friends like yourself like it this has been a crazy time like you're absolutely right about that like there's i mean there's countless stories about uh you know families being broken apart because of politics there's you know, cousins that won't speak to each other. There's, you know, family businesses being broken up and things like that. Um, you know, I, I that's tragic. I mean, there's there's absolutely no excuse for me uh, from my perspective for that to happen, particularly because, uh, it, as I said, from my perspective, the cost benefit to supporting Trump um, the cost is 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 enormous, and the benefit is just absolutely nil, you know, from my perspective. Um, but I I would further add that like the the cost to America for electing Trump uh, globally, I I don't want to shit on our allies like I and we have and I love. I love our European allies and I love our Western allies and the only, the only country in the, the Western world that has benefited from our turmoil is fucking Russia and China. Mm. And those are two people, two, two countries that absolutely benefit when the United States is weak. It's so obvious. Yeah. Dude. Like, you know, just to go back to these QAnon and these conspiracy theories and Bill Gates microchipping people's brains and all this stuff, which I obviously think is bullshit, right? Right. They, um, but the, uh, it's funny because all these people are going on about these uh, conspiracy theories. And I, 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 I've got a rule. I've got a couple of ground rules for this because I, I just get so sick of this misinformation on Facebook. I will reach out. In, like on a public post from someone I know, and I'll say, and I'll reach out. I'll be polite. I won't call them names. I won't call them stupid. I'll be, and I'll just say, hey, that's really interesting. I disagree with you. Have you thought about? And I'll say, look at the source that you're checking it from. Um, you know, like, is it po- like this is the this is the clincher? Is it possible that you might be wrong? And I never ever get. Yes, that's a good point. And you are right. I might be wrong. And I just think, how the fuck can you go out with such conviction and confidence and tell people, stop wearing a mask, go and do this, go and do this? Because we got an A and B situation, the red pill, blue pill. The red pill is you're right and you're you're not doing anything because no one not enough people are gonna believe you to make it work anyway. And then you got the blue pill, which is um the scientists are right. Millions of journalists and institutions are not in on this hoax. And what you're doing is actually hurting and killing weak and vulnerable and older people. Like, Part, it, Particularly because the, the QAnon guy just got exposed as like some dipshit from New Jersey and that didn't have any connections to the federal government at all. And 
and despite the fact that it was some dipshit from New Jersey that didn't have any connections to the federal government, that didn't have any insider information, people, we just elected two con- congressional uh, candidates last case that were QAnon supporters, and you can see on camera that the QAnon is all bullshit. Like, the guy is just a fucking guy, just some fucking guy in in New Jersey who started all this shit that has absolutely no connection to any sort of, like, you know, insider government information or whatever. Like, he just made it up, and there's a whole movement behind it. Mm. Like it's, it's, a, it's almost like a joke, isn't it? It's almost like someone went, watch this, this will be hilarious. And right. then it takes exactly. five... <laughs> The guy has absolutely no, he has no information that the public doesn't have. Do you know what I'm going to say? They're going to say, yeah, Derek's in on it too as well now. <laughs> I know. Just, like, it's you just funny. can't go anywhere with it. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. So, to bring yeah. it back, my point was, um, misinformation and social media has just doomed us until we figure that out and they sort of like have a new approach and look at these algorithms and stuff like that i highly recommend anyone watching or listening to go and check out the documentary the social dilemma um but it it it, it poses a problem like we can't you can't it's it i can't i I, i'm so lost for words because you you can't even explain it's like it's like you have a glass of water in your hand. You go, oh, can you hold this glass of water? And you have one person going, that's not a glass of water. And then you have a house full of people saying, that's not a glass of water. And you're holding a glass of water thinking, what the fuck is everyone doing? Like, I'm, like, that's right. That's it's, right. It's like, yeah. it's like, it, it's like uh, I'm going to tell you 2 plus 2 equals 4. And I've used this example. Gaslighting. With, with Trump supporters. I'm going to mm. say, all right, we can, we can. Okay, let's say that two plus two, two pl- equals four is a public policy problem. All right, both socialist. Of us, <laughs> both of us, both of us should agree that two plus two equals four. Now we can disagree about how to address the problem, but how we to both, make yeah? We both have to agree at the end of the day that two plus two equals four, right? Like. That, yeah, that's yeah. not that's not like my opinion. Like facts. that's just a fucking fact. Like, okay, two plus two equals four. You think that the way to solve it is X, and I think the way that to solve it is Y, right? Why do we ask people who Why? know, nobody's like scientists arguing, or whatever, and then yeah, pick the nobody's yeah. arguing that you don't have a legitimate right to argue that the way to solve it is Y. But what you're doing right now is saying that two plus two equals five. And I'm like, I'm holding the fucking glass of water and the glass of water says two plus two equals four. And you're like, nope, guess what? Chill. I'm a forklift operator. And I am saying, despite the fact that nuclear physicist is telling me that two plus two equals four, guess what? My opinion means the same exact thing as the nuclear physicist. And I'm gonna say that two plus two equals five. That's the fucking problem. Yeah, and and the, and, and and the thing is as well is like we've obviously got heated and and because it's frustrating for people like us uh, who believe in science. Um, right. I'm trying to say it in a way that's not 
sounding like being a dick, but I I can't. <laughs> like when when you believe in proven facts and science from people who have dedicated their whole lives to stuff, and then and then you know like Tracy is the UK Karen, by the way. Tracy up the road is like, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's it's it, it's. It's so annoying, and the, and the, and the thing that worries me as well is that people, businesses are getting ripped. You know, the coronavirus has just decimated everyone, oh my God. And, yeah. and 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 everyone's like worried, and everyone's stressed, and everyone's losing money, and it's heartbreaking. And we need to stop and do whatever we can, and be socially responsible. But people don't want to do it, and then at the same time, with this uh, vaccine on the horizon. Because there will be a vaccine. We have quite medically advanced to it, it all happen. And I'm not even surprised at the speed that it could happen because, you yeah. know, in science terms, things change drastically in 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So um, a vaccine's on the horizon and people are saying, well, I'm not going to take it. And you're like, well, you just, what the fuck do you want? Like, do you want to just, just destroy communities and families and whatever? Like just a story for you, right? I used to play ice hockey before the pandemic. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, one, one uh, a buddy of mine who is, I'm going to say 45. Uh, I might be wrong by a couple of years either way, but he's about 45, fit and healthy man, uh, you know, plays ice hockey at 45. You've got to be pretty fit to play ice hockey. Um, gets coronavirus. I don't think he went to hospital. I think he just got it, got tested, stayed at home, got over it. Um, and he's ruined. He's like, he's like, I was speaking to him on Facebook the other day. He's like, I walked around the block. Like, it's been a couple of months now, and I just walked around the block, and I'm, I'm wrecked. And the, the sort of damage that it does to your lungs. I was quite, I was super scared at first, because I was like, what's going on? And then I was like, ah, uh, you know, the odds are in my favor. It should be good. I'm obviously not going to go out and do anything. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to. But I still don't really want to get it. And then now with this long-term effects of it have come through. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I really don't want to get this thing. I, I like my lungs. Like, I use my body. I run, like, you know, 40 kilometers a week, ride a couple of hundred kilometers a week just because mentally I need to be fit. I'm like a Labrador. I need to just be worked and physically exercised to be and And, cool. and Fuzz, like, what a surprise, like, it, the scientific process, like, doesn't know... 100 percent of the information right away like yeah you know that that's the entire thing and like you can't teach that to people that are not willing to learn so like at the beginning of the pandemic you know the the literally the einsteins of the world were like watch out we don't know we don't know what we're talking about but just fucking watch out like yeah. Don't fuck this up because we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what's going to happen. Just get your shit together and like try try as best you can to not spread this because we don't know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, they couldn't say it in those terms because the public is too stupid and they wouldn't have been like, "Oh, well the fucking what? Yeah. You know, Johnny, Johnny stupid says he doesn't know what he's talking about. But to your point, 
now we're finding out that like there are long-term effects of this virus that we had no idea like we had no idea about now imagine if the einsteins and i say that like in in fully like genuine motion like these are people that have spent decades of training as epidemiologists to say like okay when this virus first came out they had no idea what it was going to do to people they had no idea they were mm -hmm. like okay i want to stop this from doing the greatest harm of people that that can possibly happen right and mm -hmm. so i'm going to tell the public whatever i can to stop the greatest amount of damage right and we come to find out that there are long-term effects that they could have not foreseen because they've never seen this virus before yeah. that's going to sow doubt among the public but that doesn't make them fucking wrong that's still yeah. the brightest fucking people in the world mm -hmm. It just makes everybody that much fucking more stupid for not listening to the people that have dedicated their lives, decades of their lives to figuring this shit out so that like when the time came and there mm. was an epidemic that we could be prepared for it. And mm. they fully acknowledged like, yeah, we don't know. We, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but like, here's the best way we can prepare for it. And people still shit the bed on that. Yeah. They still were like, nah, it's, you're fucking. It's fucking terrifying. Movies. Like the, the stats in America at the moment are like, I, I, I haven't watched the news for a while, but it's, it, they're like, and you know, people are going to say, well, America's a big country, but you know, there are thousands of people dying every day. Um, but I mean, this country's like on, on, on a side note as well like people are saying well it only kills 0.01 percent i don't know where they get this figure from it's probably from it's not reliable anyway no but um and the indirect causes of it are terrible too but the the, the thing which really sucks for me uh, and becky my wife at the moment is like we've been waiting to start a family for a while unfortunately we need to do ivf treatment and we were all set for march uh march rolled around pandemic hits all the NHS staff have to be redirected and wherever, so yeah. uh, they, they shut down. And I was like, fair enough, that sucks. We've been waiting for ages, but wherever. Then, yeah. and that's that's just IV, uh, that's just IVF. It's a huge deal for us, but I mean, it's not like our lives are on the line, but there are cancer patients and, and other people and other services that are being affected. And people are just going, well, you know, like it's not going to kill me. And if it does, uh, if it kills someone old or someone with in, in remission or someone doing cancer treatment, it's not a but problem. That, but Fuzz, like that, that should be taken into account because like, I want you guys to have exactly the amount of healthcare that you should have access to. Yeah. And you would, if we if could people listen to all of our shit together and be like, all right, let's apportion this amount of healthcare to the pandemic. Now, you guys, you guys want to have a child at a very unfortunate time. That's <laughs> nobody's fault, right? Yeah. But the fact that still stands is that we could expedite that process for you and thousands of other people that are trying to do the same shit if mm. you would just fucking listen to the experts and yeah. do the shit that you have to do because they already had figured this out. Like, there were... there. 
like the IMF and the fucking like WHO, they had planning conferences for pandemics. Yeah. And they fumbled the ball right away. But that doesn't mean that they, they didn't have a good playbook. No, and I, but, but I mean in the UK as well. We had uh, when uh, we we were lucky that the last almost pandemic, I think it was uh, swine flu or whatever, uh, it got, it wasn't as bad basically. Um, but it kind of set the warning signs off, and people were like, "We got to be prepared," and they prepared, and then they had stockpiles of PPE and all this kind of stuff, and the government that was in charge didn't put the funds into it to keep it stocked up and whatever. And what's worse than having no PPE is having hundreds of like thousands of equipment out of date. <laughs> so it's literally just right. yeah. ends up in a landfill. So like hopefully like you'd think, right. You'd think now that people will um, plan for a pandemic, like, cause we've got the resources and stuff to do it. Like, Oh, and, and, and Fuzz, don't make any mistake about this. Like, America supposedly is the greatest country in the world. In April 1st, America had the ability to send a box to every single house in America, which contained hand sanitizer, masks, gloves, and whatever PPE that was necessary. But we chose not to. There's mm-hmm. no plan. We we absolutely could have done that. Mm-hmm. And it would cost it would have been dirt cheap. And we would have slowed the pandemic until the hospitals could have caught up and whatever. Like we have the money to do that. In America, there's no there's no concern about money. Like we always have the money to do it. But print some more. <laughs> we we yeah. chose not to. Like yeah. we liter- legitimately could have sent a box to every single household in america but there's no federal leadership um you know donald Donald trump's going around to he's having rat he was having rallies and just ignoring the pandemic and and it and he had it and he still has it there's there's this kind of meme that's going around on uh, british social media that was kind of saying that like well boris johnson has Obviously, under a lot of pressure, and he's he's messed up quite a lot, and then he got coronavirus, and people started rallying to him, saying, "Oh, leave him alone!" Like, like it's a kid's soccer team. Like, oh, he's trying his best, just like, you know. Uh, and people were like, "Isn't?" I think he had it. I don't think he was lying at all. But there's there's a lot of people that think um, maybe it was like a stunt or a PR stunt. And then like when Trump got it too, they were like, people were like, "Oh, it's... there's this meme of him calling like Boris Johnson from a bed saying." What happens, like, if you if you mess up? And he's like, oh, just pretend you've got coronavirus. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, I don't doubt that both of them did actually have it because they weren't really being that sensible about it. Um, so, basically, let's try and, uh, well, <laughs> let's try and focus on something slightly more positive. But, like, when do you think we will know uh, the uh, results of um i'm going to post this in a couple of hours i'm not really going to edit it so i'm going to just check it up so we are uh thursday the 4th of november for us people and uh, thursday the 5th over here in the uk um when do you think we will have a a, give me give give me a sort of like 
survey of, uh, of the landscape at the moment? Like, what, what, what do you think is going to pan out with over the next immediate future or whatever? So, uh, if you were to ask me personally, um, you know, I think by the end of tonight, uh, so this is uh, Thursday night American time. Um, I think so that, Thursday tea time, like British yeah, time. Yeah, I think that it's going to be uh, the, the vote is going to show such an overwhelming advantage to Biden. He's going to win the states, but then he's going to come very, very close in the states that he didn't even need to win. Um, that the the popular vote, on top of the fact that he won the states that he needed to, um, he's going to get to the 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 two hundred seventy that he needed to. Uh, but it'll be too close, and they'll count it. You think they'll contest? So it, the so. Generally speaking, they will only do a recount uh, on a state level if it's within half of half of a percent. And uh, I don't anticipate that being the case for two out of the three states that Biden needs to happen. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Biden needs to win in order to, you know, solidify his uh, presidency. So um, I. I, I really feel like uh, we're going to have some some definitive sense that Biden is the president of the United States uh, by Thursday evening. So uh, this is Wednesday evening right now. So I, I'm saying within the next 24 hours, uh, we're going to have some definitive sense on the legitimate part of the country that is actually going to decide the vote. Trump is going to do a bunch of crazy shit. I mean, he's going to, he's going to file lawsuits. He's going to do a bunch of shit on Twitter. But the reason why I say that is that, um, the legitimate part of the election, I think is going to be settled by tomorrow night. And do you think that most of the country will respect that, or do you think are you, are you concerned that people will um, that Trump is just going to go fake news, fake news, it's all bullshit, and then tensions will rise and you know all that horrible stuff? No, that's a great question. I mean, like it, there was always that risk that. Trump was not going to leave office, that he was going to incite his followers to just say, let's burn everything down. Um, I think there's going to be an element of that, uh, meaning I think that there's going to be some people that may be emboldened to do some fringe activity, but I... I'm actually very, very impressed by how smoothly this election has gone and by how little uh, turmoil there's been in this election. Mm. And I think that, you know, this is actually a testament to how strong the American electoral process has been. I was I was very hesitant to say this uh, before the election, but 
I think that this might actually be a very smooth transition and maybe I'll bite my words. Maybe I'll, I'll hopefully not though. saying this, there's that completely possibility, but, uh, from, from my perspective, I hope it's boring. I hope it's super boring. I hope that it, it, I hope that there's like one or two events and then there's always, there's always going to be something from like bad actors yeah. with bad intentions, but like, it's just particularly worrying at the moment with his, uh, you know, his, um, attention seeking. He doesn't care where he comes from. It's like, right. if, 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 and you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that people from either side of the, uh, the fence, We'll have a new fam- like because like th- like you said, there's Republicans coming out saying like I'm a, re- a lifelong Republican and I'm gonna vote for Biden. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hopefully, people can come together now and be like, okay, obviously we can't just dig ourselves into holes all the time, and we need to like get together and figure stuff out. Like, hopefully, this could be the start. You know, this could be the start of uh, of things becoming a bit more you know, integrating stuff. And it was a really cool story earlier when you told me that, um, you know, you, you kind of knew that there were a lot of people in, in the, in the part of town where you're living who were kind of, um, Trump supporters and stuff, and you had no issues, no, you know, problems or no, uh, antisocial stuff going on. That might be part of, uh, that might be testament to, to the part of the country you live in. Uh, but also hopefully it's, it's, it's a, a bit of an insight into like, how um you know how real americans are kind of working and hopefully hopefully this can be the start of um of the repair work because there's a lot of work that needs to be done after this so i i mean i i certainly hope so um it like i said like i i really want to reiterate how smoothly my perception of this election has gone like uh, not just in Minnesota, but uh, from all the people that I've been in touch with around the country, um, there hasn't been like the the mass voter intimidation or like the the mass like uh, you know destructive events around voting polls and things like that. Um, I, as an American, like. I'm actually super fucking proud that like we we pulled this off and even if even if Trump won even if he wins like I'm still super fucking proud that like we can carry this off and hmm. there was no major events like and we we voted as we always have and you know, it, let the votes go where they may. And, yeah. you know, I... Democracy I, is a beautiful thing. I fucking love it, man. Like, I... It's taken me quite a while uh, to realize how how powerful that is. But now I, I really get it. And, um, you know, just even in my tiny town and my tiny county, like, I get it now. And, uh, you know, we, we successfully voted for the president and our senators and our judges and things like that. And when I was there, no conflict whatsoever. It was entirely, entirely peaceful. 
entirely uneventful, which is what I'm hoping for. So, so um, we probably uh, should wrap up in, in a sec yeah. because it's pretty late in the night. But I, I do want to um, check back in with you after we have a result because at the moment everyone's in limbo and everyone, you know, a lot of people are obviously waiting for, uh, a lot of people want Trump out because it's been a pretty ugly, horrible thing and i don't want to sort of like i'm not attacking republicans you know like i said um i would probably vote democrat but whatever this has been a horrible it hasn't been a good four years and um this it should be pretty nice to have it all wrapped up and done and uh it'd be great to get some um some input from uh from you guys oh and and you're absolutely right like i i would i would love more than anything, if we could vote him out, um, I, I think the main theme that I would like to convey to you tonight is that, like, even if I don't win, and even if America is a giant pile of shit and they wanted to vote for Trump, I respect their vote because I the the democratic process works in America, mm. and we are going to see a peaceful transition of power and that is a huge fucking thing and and you get the vote you deserve as well that's a saying i've heard before that's right yeah Yeah. and so like i regardless like i'm i'm pretty proud of that and i uh i fucking love talking to you man and uh we'll catch up on the other side yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, catch back up with you. I've probably got a couple of other peeps I'm going to do. But, you know, when we get a bit of a result and a bit of clarity, we can uh, check back in.